that's me. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another uh, year. Wow, 2023 for Morning Coffee with Dan Rosales. And uh, today we have a really special guest, uh, a very, uh, very up and coming YouTuber. Uh, please give a warm welcome to MSK. Hello. Banger time. That's what I always like to say. Wait, is that what I see? Wow, I, I can't hear your microphone. Wait, really? Hello? That was on my fault. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't hear you. Everybody else could. Good, guys. So. Oh, no. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? If you guys are watching this on the replay, then hello. Hope you guys are having a great start to 2023. Uh, so how you been doing, man? What's been going on? What's been going on? Uh, we got this brand new uh, um, live streaming studio called uh, EV Mux, and it uh, gives me the same uh, same things I was doing uh, with the other streaming program. However, mm -hmm. it's uh, happens to be free. So See, that's the thing. That's always a big kicker. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you get these little sound effects and things like that. Ooh. Makes things. Uh, Makes things real, real interesting, I think. And, uh, you know, how about yourself? How'd you ring in the new year? Me? Oh, uh, I did it literally just by sitting at home and streaming after I got off work. Because I don't really celebrate holidays like that anymore. Like, it's mostly a, a big personal thing about why I don't do it. But I've, I've been celebrating a holiday really seriously since 2015. You know, mm -hmm. it's also partly due to the fact that outside of the big reason why I don't is because I just don't really find them that all appealing anymore. As you get older, holidays just aren't as what they seem when you're younger. And that's just, that's just the wonder of just being younger is all these things are just new to you, you know? But when you get older and there's a lot more on your life to deal with, holidays feel like it's kind of tedious to a certain extent, you know? And when you get older, a lot of people don't, don't understand this is they always complain that like adults generally don't have a lot of fun. They, they look kind of always mad. Yeah, when you get older, a lot of things just start coming in at different ways, and it's always hard to understand how that really will affect you. So some people, it affects them in a way that makes them happy. Some people, it affects them in a way that makes them depressed. And it's a lot of different ways. I didn't understand a lot of this stuff when I was younger, but now as I've been older, you know, p people are like, yeah, you'll you'll get it when you're older. Now that I'm older, I, I, I fully understand. <laughs> You know, it's it's however people want to look at it these days. So, uh, why don't you tell our audience a, a little bit about uh, your channel and what's going on? So, originally the channel was all based around Yu-Gi-Oh content because I uh, that's a game that I've been playing since I was really really young, almost pretty much since it started. You could probably say since like the very first uh, game came out, the first uh, main core booster set, Legend of Blood or Dragon, is the first Yu-Gi-Oh booster set. So I've been playing literally since the first anime season of that show was airing for us in this country. Because Yu-Gi-Oh! originates from Japan, as is an anime, and it gets translated to English-dubbed versions over here. That's what most animes, anyway. Start in Japan, for subbed, they produce that over there. And first, we get them to be, you know, English over here. And mm -hmm. I was watching it pretty much since it began. Uh, I was a little late to the first season. I was already, like, pretty much over at that point. And I had to consume it through reruns. This is back in the day when you just didn't have a um, streaming service you could just binge everything through. So I had to just 
plan out when I was going to watch him. And I think Cartoon Network had the episodes coming on at a certain time mm-hmm. for the weeks for me to catch up. So I had that all the way up until a certain point where one season, uh, I think it was season four they stopped it, or around a certain season they stopped doing it, but gave me enough time to just binge all the episodes that I didn't get a chance to see. Because I didn't see the beginning of the show. I didn't see the beginning. I saw a random episode running past my grandma's house when she was alive at the current time. Saw it, and I was like, that looks cool as hell. I want to watch that. Then it just happened. My brother would get, like, cards from school from some friends. He would give me a few. And that's where the channel, later on, that's what I wanted to base my channel around because when I was in high school, people make Yu-Gi-Oh! content. And it was so enticing. I just wanted to have a channel based around it. So fast forward after that, you have 2015 where I put my put on my first video. August 15th, I think that's when I had my anniversary. October 15th is when I first put on my first YouTube video. And I did that for a while. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh! is something that will always be a part of what I'm doing all the time. Cause I just couldn't live my life without it. It's been such a huge impact you know yeah it's gonna have your ups and downs that's what pretty much everything it's pretty much just an abusive relationship you know as i always like to say and after that um i started to transition into just doing content that i also wanted to do i don't want to make a second channel talking about that stuff because youtube is already hard in general like gaining subscribers is not easy in like just it's even harder now because most people don't even subscribe now most people just most of your traffic from any YouTube channel now is going to be based off just Google searches, Twitter, social media shares, all that stuff. There's even analytics to prove. People don't really subscribe as much as they used to. There's a guy who does uh, uh, game theory, film theory, mm-hmm. and food theory and has a um, spot on his logo for a fourth yet un- unnamed mm-hmm. theory channel. Uh, and within those particular channels, he focuses on one particular subject matter. But uh, and, and people will probably uh, uh, compare him to you and say, why are you doing everything in one channel where this guy's got all these other channels? Uh, mm-hmm. But the simple fact is, is that uh, he's got producers, he's got content writers, he's got researchers. He's got an entire team uh, that is working with him uh, that um, is paid for uh, not just through YouTube, but mm-hmm. through sponsorship deals as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh you know, there's there's money to be made and there's there's views to be seen, but he's got people working on it uh, around him to make that happen. You've you've just got the one channel, and and I think it's aptly named Variety Content. Um, yeah, I changed cuts. it because it allows people to understand that this channel encompasses more than one thing. It was uh, I had some, people have been, before I even changed my channel. I had some sleepless nights where I was sitting there going like, man, if I do this, it could go it could go real bad real fast. But then I was like, you know what? Life is full of um, opportunities where, like, in my, I have to look back and go, there's been so many times where I've had the right opportunity to do something and I didn't do it and I regret not doing it. Now, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's just try it out. Yeah, I lost some people. No, well, yeah, I did. But I can now look, my, look, look myself in the mirror and go, I did. I can now do what I want on my own YouTube channel. People that I have are still going to be here. I, I, and I feel like I can still gain subscribers to doing Yu-Gi-Oh! content. Right now when we're doing this, I put out, like, seven different Yu-Gi-Oh! videos. They all did very well. I know how to do them. It's more like I'm not going to do them at the same rate I YouTube, most likely because my life is really busier. Like, my life has been mm-hmm. more busier compared to now, compared to what it used to be. That's just how life, life functions. As years and years progress, you get more busier, I, I think, personally. So, yeah, I changed the name because I wanted to, to encompass everything because there's no reason having my other name because I, I... I mean, at a certain time, I, I looked at that name, I was like, you yeah, know, this is not, not really vibing with me anymore. I always mm-hmm. think a good 
fresh start to me is always good. That's why you always see me change up my YouTube description. I want things to be clean. I want things to be looking good and presentable. My channel page has to look presentable. All things has to look good. And yeah, I mean, the channel will grow. Like, I always thought to myself, hey, it's always this thing on YouTube for anyone who's been one for a while or used to be a content creator in general is like, if you make good content, people will come. That's pretty much all. I mean, it's pretty simple, yet it's easier said than done, obviously. But if you make a really good video, people will come. There's channels out there that most people who will probably watch this will know. You subscribe to that one person because that one really good video they made. One. All the other stuff you probably don't even watch. But that one really good video they made, you are subscribed to the person. Like, man, this guy, if he hits that peak again, he's about to be popping off. But most people only really do that one good video once in their lifetime because that's a once-in-life opportunity based off when you uploaded it, the day you did, the right thumbnail, tags, all that stuff, from, and the algorithm promoted it. But in mm -hmm. reality, you know, most channels, people don't care about subscribers anymore like that. Now, the way YouTube works is, like, engagement is the thing. Comment sections, likes, all that stuff. Retention time. Those are YouTube's new ways of measuring um, engagement. Like, I know people bring up subscribers all the time, and I think it's just a mute argument as we move forward with YouTube. Because it doesn't matter. All that matters is, like, engagement, right? There's channels that have, like, 300,000 subscribers. They post a video. It gets, like, 2,000 viewers. Oh, yeah. And, uh... It just doesn't matter. Like, subscribers... I don't mind. People can subscribe. That's fine. But that's not what the platform is dedicated to anymore. Subscribing is, like, pretty low on the totem pole now. It's probably, like, likes, comments, and it would be, like, third at the end of the day. Or no, sorry, retention would be like the top three. Likes, comments, retention, all in that order. And then you have subscribers would be fourth. Fourth is, subscribers literally at the bottom of the barrel now. People subscribe, that's great, but it doesn't really mean anything anymore, as much as it used to. One of the things I've noticed about your, uh, your live streams is that they have a very, very active and uh, familiar uh, uh, chat section. When you have your, your chat mm -hmm. up, uh, a lot of the people are... Um, for lack of a better word, repeat offenders. They come back. <laughs> you, you've got people that come back and they 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 comment. They're all into it. They add to the stream. Sometimes uh, they bring up questions or comments that get you you post up uh, right up front here, and um, you know they just get really involved. They're very mm -hmm. very involved. Then there's the other thing where like people say like all these random stuff, and I. I'm sitting here going like, okay, for any, anyone that, that's going to watch this, for anyone that is thinking about being a content creator, or maybe you think content creators you watch can't, don't do it the right way, how about you do it yourself? I always say that. How about you do it yourself, and you will see how much comes into doing this, and then you can also come back to me in a year if you're still doing it. A lot, there's, like, I, I had this thing where, like, a lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh! people that I started with back when I started... I don't think anyone of them are still doing it at this point. At least not active as I am, you know? There are yeah. certain, like, people that start in the same day and time as you do. There's certain, like, groups that start in the same day as you on YouTube. I'm going to go on a limb here and say if there's 10 of those people, literally one of them will still be uploading content even just from a year from now. Just from a year <laughs> from now. Just from maybe two years. Because this is not just only dedication and time. This is also essentially, if you want to be the very best at it or have a consistent viewer base that watches you, there's gonna you have to be consistent. That's all it is. I don't really buy yeah. into what people say when they're like, oh, if you just upload one good video, people will come. You're not gonna know how to make that one good video. I no one's just gonna know what that even means. People will be like, one good video what? No. You will by not know you... what that means. Most people will not, I guarantee you. By the time you've got the algorithm figured out, it changes. 
because mm-hmm. uh, the needs of the company changes, and it, and it all happens so quickly these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, at this point, they're pushing the shorts. Uh, shorts mm-hmm. seems to be the big thing that YouTube wants, and that's because uh, they're in competition with uh, the TikTok. But uh, that may not uh, that may not last for too long, uh, depending on what happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't do a lot of politics here on this channel either. So, you know, uh, this whole shorts thing, I contemplated not doing it because I think it's just kind of stupid. But then I thought to myself, you know what? If people like that kind of stuff, then I'll do it. Because I thought to myself about, about this too. If there's certain trends that happen in life or social media too, you just have to capitalize on. You get the most out of them. And then when they're gone, it's going to benefit you anyway because you capitalize on the opportunities. It's all about capitalizing on, on opportunities. And I thought to myself, and I was like, you know what? I'll finally post shorts. If that's going to get in more views to a certain extent or get people to watch channel more, might as well do it right now when it's the hottest thing. Because when it's not the hottest thing, what am I going to be doing? Another thing YouTube's going to promote. You know, now they're doing a thing where, like, you can't say they're a this. It's like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. <laughs> that's why I couldn't be a full-time YouTuber. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd rather do anything else than this full-time. I mean, it'd be cool to do this full-time. I'm not saying it wouldn't be, like, a dream job. But there's so many risks that come with that. They don't, oh, yeah. YouTube doesn't yeah. offer you healthcare, dental. If you go out and your legs get chopped off by a serial killer, yeah, YouTube's not paying you for that. That's <laughs> just how it works. You lose a hand, finger, all that stuff. There's no added benefits to this other than you're not working a 9-to-5. And if you live in certain states, the money you make off YouTube, I mean, people uh, complain about taxes enough. Now, imagine making your own amount of money through AdSense and then paying taxes on the money that you actually make through this. It's a bit different, and you won't be asking for tax to tax more, you know. Uh, it's just uh, you silly people out there, you know. Yeah, I'm, then, I'm really hoping that this video doesn't make any money so I don't have to pay taxes in L.A. because that's where you're at. Oh, yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> I hate. Uh, I thought I hate California, but it's just, uh, I don't know what to say about California usually. This is hot women here. That's all we have, hot ladies and good food. <laughs> there you go. One of the things, uh, uh, and, and I've been on your show a couple of times, so uh, uh, one of the things we like to talk about mm-hmm. are the uh, films in the entertainment industry, and there was a, a, a lot of things that went on um, as far as uh, films this past year. So uh, if I could just ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Oh, it should be over here. Where is that? Um what was the best film in 2022, Oof, gosh. in your opinion? Well, I watched not that many films in 2022. I watched a good amount. I did. I went to the theaters. As you, as you know, I, I go usually to the theaters opening Thursday night. It's like the only day I really can. Mm-hmm. My movie theater is not really... I would go on Tuesday and Wednesday, but that's usually... Tuesday is my first day off from a hard work week. That's the day I kind of just want to get up get up, just rest all the day. Wednesday is like... Do I want to spend my other only day off just going to the theater and watching? So Thursday's usually my now my dedicated. If I'm gonna go to the movies, I'll get buy my ticket in advance and I'll go on Thursday after work and watch it. And this year in particular, I didn't watch as much only because there was just so much other stuff going on, honestly. But the movies that I did watch, the best one of the best ones that I watched because I know most people are gonna probably probably like everything ever all at once. The Batman, one of the best movies I did watch, which would be in my top five if I ever did a top ten list from this year. Last sorry, last year will be the northman that was so good that was such a good movie and it's in a genre that i don't really care for i don't really care for like medieval stuff i think it's just 
I don't know. Drummer really doesn't speak to me all that much. I mean, there's good medieval movies like uh, Romeo and Juliet. It's a, it's a very famous one right there. But medieval stuff doesn't really, like, cling to me that much. Yeah, I like Lord of the Rings, but that's, like, once in a lifetime. I like this because it's so good. I, I can super see this is a genre that I don't really like that much. But The Northman, the acting, the script, the pacing, the brutality of just what that time period most likely looked like for a lot of people. I like stuff like that, where movies that are based off of certain time periods, based off how certain people used to act, I'm not saying that it's accurately going to depict how people acted, but it's a good representation of what the world was compared to what we have now, and I like that, because people think that movies like that should re represent a different thing, when in reality it really shouldn't. It should represent what the world was like back then, because you were doing a movie based in the past. Doing a movie, a movie based in the past, based off what that story is, it needs to be reflected like that. And I feel like the movie did a pretty good job of mixing in that element with the whole mystical element of like, you know, what you see growing up and what you and how you perceive certain things is not how they always uh, present out to be. So, Northman would probably be my favorite movie of 2022. Uh, the Batman definitely would be one of them because mm -hmm. that. People understand when Robert Pattinson was first announced as Batman, people were like. I don't know about this guy. And I think he came out and just knocked out of the park. It was a Batman movie where I could understand the criticisms for it. I do. But it was a Batman movie like the way the Joker was, where there's certain core elements of these characters that we've never really seen fully dove into in movies. And I feel like the Batman dove into the detective stuff that has been uh, thoroughly lacking in the other Batman movies, though. And I love The Dark Knight. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love The Dark Knight, but The Dark Knight does not explore that element to the fullest degree, even though it does explore it in a little small degree. I thought this new movie with Robert Pattinson really explored certain things about Batman that opened people's eyes, like, oh, there's more things to this character than just the typical stuff you generally see from the other movies. So those were, like, but, as he easily talked to for last year. What do you think is going to be... What, what was the biggest news story of 2022? So it was two of them. Sorry, there's someone outside riding my motorcycle. What the? He's leaving now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's my dad. I'm pretty sure it's not my dad. There was actually two, because I, I was trying to narrow down to one. Jason David Frank passing as uh, Tommy Oliver in the Power Rangers series, and Kevin Conroy, who voiced Bruce Wayne Batman and voiced Batman in multiple animated projects for DC. There's the first one being Jason David Frank, who's such a iconic character for a franchise that has been pretty much long since lost its way a long time ago, you know? It's a very big promoter of the series. He wasn't ashamed of it. It's a character that I grew up with, looked at as a, almost a hero figure, along with the other characters on certain Power Rangers shows, and, like, when you heard that he killed himself, you're thinking to yourself, no way, a guy like that? This is an MMA fighter here. People would punch people for a living. This is an MMA fighter here. Mm -hmm. And he he did it, and though like that kind of sets in like even the strongest of men, with enough you know heartache in life will eventually break. Kevin Conroy's thing was you know cancer, and like, he was the guy that got me to watch the like, Batman. Batman animated series was my first ever superhero anything, and that guy, man, like just he's gone too. The original like the voice actor of Batman is gone. He's never gonna yeah. be here ever again. Like those two stories. Well, the big, the biggest ones, and I couldn't choose between one of them either because they're just they're both so impactful, 
You know, like, these two actors have impacted people on a level that is just generationally unopposed, you know? There's very few mm -hmm. people in the world that'll have the biggest impact as those people did. And I get there's more. Obviously, there's more. But when it comes to, like, this kind of medium, to have as a long as impact as they did to the point where when people heard they died, everyone was like, no, I don't believe it. And these people really touch people. Those are the two biggest ones, I would say, probably. What do you think is going to be big in 2023, movie or news-wise, or however you want to see it? Uh, Mission Impossible 7 would probably be one of the biggest ones. But I think Mission Impossible 7 will be mm -hmm. one of the biggest movies of 2023. Probably. Now, the thing with Mission Impossible is, like, the last one was, like, good It's an understatement. This was amazing. And I think when you get to... When franchises evolve the way this one has, which is kind of rare, where it just keeps getting better and better and better with each movie... You could argue to yourself, is this the peak right now? Did six peak, right? And that's the thing is, this thing with movies in Hollywood has always been where it's like, are you better than your last previous movie? Was this better than this actor's last previous work? And that's my only concern with it. Looking at the trailer that I saw a while ago, no, it looked look pretty good. Well, you know, trailers can be often deceiving and often trailers are sometimes better than the movies themselves. Uh, but that would be my f most anticipated film in 2023. Across the Spider-Verse. That first Into the Spider-Verse movie was really good. And they, in the movie, they, they did some arguably pretty questionable things. And you're like, wait a minute, I don't know how this could ever turn out good. It killed off Peter Parker, probably one of the most like, what the hell? And then they made it very good. But the problem with that is, was that lightning in the bottle? Because that movie essentially made Miles Morales a character that people, you know, claim to like. But, can that happen again? Does he have that kind of staying power? They they give they now given him a trilogy. Well, they will have a third movie eventually at one point. New twenty twenty four beyond the Spider Verse, where he's going to be the main character of each of these movies. You know, and when I, it comes to three D movies like that, I think there's a difference between uh, good and successful. Despicable Me. There you go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, the first one was really good. We we, mm -hmm. we did a whole rewatch of them. I watched the first one again because I and I never watched anything past the first one. I watched the first one. Oh, this is so good. Mm -hmm. Second, third one, Ming is yeah, hey, it's looking rough yeah. out here. <laughs> but they made bank. They yeah. were successful. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, you have uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which just mm -hmm. came out of nowhere and was just has this uh, rewatchability factor that mm -hmm. is just fantastic. The jokes are, are on point. They hit time after time. Uh, you jump into the sequel for that, and it is a complete mess. And I don't think it made enough money to continue the uh, continue it as a series. So, you know, it's it's all up in the air. But then again, it may not have to be good to be uh, successful. It could still just make as much bank as the previous film. Mm -hmm. the The audience for Despicable Me Despicable Me isn't me, mm -hmm. not at all. One hundred percent. It's it's my boys. Uh, but they stopped watching it, so. Yeah, that's my thing, too, is, like, with, with Sony, it always seems like they strike gold with certain things, and they just fumble the bag. Luckily, this is not the same universe, and hopefully they have different people that are going to be working on the difference of movies, because you look at something like Morbius, and how their universe played out, you're like, oh my god, this is so bad. Like, the DCEU, I thought, started out bad, but Sony was like, you know what, we're just going to one-up that. And i that's actual skill, to be even worse than that, because that was already bad, the way it started. It was already... DCEU, the way it was constructed, the way it started, was already bad. And Sony went to themselves, and they're like, you know what, we're going to do something We're gonna do something so much worse than that, it's actually going to be noticeable. And they did, and it's horrible. Like, the only reason why I watch those movies is because I just 
love the medium so much, I just can't not watch them. And then if you're in the space to review content that it comes out, you gotta just... Sometimes you're gonna review very good content you like, and then sometimes you're gonna review content you don't like. That's just... That was supposed to go into the queue and come up in just a moment. It wasn't supposed to cut us off. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it cut me off at? I don't remember. There, I think no. sometimes studios go, you know what, this made money, but the reception this is talked about is not what I like. And that's true. It's like, why your movies make money? That's sure, I guess, to some extent. I don't know. I mean, they're all profitable, but they make money, sure. But if everyone's shitting on them, what is the real goal then? If everyone's shitting on this and making money, I would feel very bad. I'd be like, nah, I want to restart this. And then it's a. I feel bad up... for Hasbro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's a messed up universe, right? In a way that this is trying to show you villains from Spider Man, which all mm -hmm. are impact. Most of his villains come from. Either something he's done indirectly as Peter Parker or something that Spider-Man's done indirectly. So they have an inherent connection to him that's mysterious yet genuine and it has this level of ambiguity to it and a level of mystery to it. And if you take Spider-Man out of that, that takes all those elements away. So you're essentially giving me villain-led movies without the hero telling me they're heroes in their movies so when they fight Spider-Man eventually, I'm supposed to believe they're villains. What level of mental gymnastics is that? So when they fight this guy eventually, I'm supposed to believe they're harder and bad guys. The movies just told me they're all good guys, though. The movies present them in a light where it's like, they're not truly bad, but they're not truly evil. But Venom's movies present him as a good guy. A full-blown, essentially good guy. He's not an anti-hero in any way in those movies at all. In writing, the villain is always the hero of his story. But the audience is never supposed to identify with him. They're, they're, they're in a rock and a hard place. And, you know, the same thing going with the uh, Transformers movies. They keep trying to reboot that because that's supposed to be the flagship that starts the franchise over for all of the other Hasbro movies. Your, yeah. Your mm -hmm. Micronauts, your ROM, the, uh, the, that robot, space robot. Uh, Optimus Prime, right? Yeah, G.I. Joe uh, yeah, yeah. franchise like starting over. Yeah, yeah, like like Transformers figured this out. The, the Paramount figured this out so soon. It's like, you can make whatever you want, it, it, and it can make money. It could surprisingly make a whole lot of money. Not domestically, it didn't. These movies actually made more in China. No one talks about that. Like, they made a lot of money. Not here. Not here. They made more of their money worldwide than they did in America. People already gave up on these movies in America. They made money outside of this country because, uh, well, it, these kind of... This kind of franchise appeals differently to a different country, and they actually really, really like this stuff. I mean, because Gundam is would be a lot of people would know as an anime is big mechas, and Japan and China territories they like big mecha stuff, so that's going to obviously appeal. But they're very, very good. Mm -hmm. The thing here is, I don't understand what's the point of having a bootleg DCEU MCU with not not even this less quality, which is there too. The movies are just absolutely bad. Yeah. Let, Let It Be Carnage is kind of a guilty pleasure for me to a certain extent, but I know that movie's not that good. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's a little improvement over the first one. Cool, but that's not saying much at all because that first movie is dog <laughs> Morbius, not even a movie. I don't know what that is. Morbius is just... I don't know what I, I, don't know what I saw. Morbius was like, I got I was smoking crack while also getting <laughs> or something. I don't know what Morbius was. And then at the end of the movie, he tells you that he's teaming up with a bad guy to go fight another bad guy. All just all messed up. Like, they're not trying. You, there's no way someone will convince me they're trying. 
with this product with this property they're only putting out movies because they don't want to lose the rest of spider-man uh, that that's the thing and that's why they're holding on to the rights uh as much as possible i don't know what kind of deal paramount got for the hulk they haven't made any hulk uh oh, you mean universal universal yeah mm -hmm. they they've they've got the rights solid for who knows how long and haven't made any film uh whatsoever to keep them so that's that to me is an amazing deal that they got when marvel was uh trying to stay afloat but uh yeah. Uh, why don't you uh, tell everybody uh, exactly how they can watch. Let's see if I can do this now. Technical difficulties. I love it. I love it. It's it's a brand new EV Mux is what I'm using now. So it's, it's, it's totally to me, totally new to you. Looks different all the way around. But uh, uh, tell everybody where they can find uh, uh, your content. <laughs> um, uh, check me out. Uh, Variety Content Entertainment on YouTube. There's also a link tree that I have on Twitter. Twitter is C9MSK7. So if you want to just check out everything I've ever did so far, Wrong way. everything is on the link tree. And everything is going to be on YouTube as well. Trying to do a little bit more. I mean, maybe I another thing I want to do this year is probably go a bit more on Rumble. You know, apparently it's a new platform everyone is raving about. Might be a big competitor to YouTube in the future, so it'd be nice to try and maybe stream to there as well. But, you know, on StreamYards, you can only do it to three. And I might need a new platform that makes you stream to other other ones that are in multiple zones. Mm -hmm. StreamYard, if you pay for the plan, you can only do three destinations, which I think they should change to be like four, but that's fine, obviously. But yeah, just YouTube, Variety Content Entertainment, and then that's pretty much it, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate you having you on. Yeah, no problem. Sorry this took a bit longer than it should. I was just No, that's okay. So freaking busy, man. Gosh. <laughs> like and you got you got another stream after this one, so Yeah, yeah. People think I don't want to appear on other people's streams. That's not true. It's more like I'm so busy that to fit it in, I would have to take an actual look at my schedule and fill out the time with it, you know? Yeah, we've been planning this for six that. months. So <laughs> it'll definitely not be as long as this time. I, I it's not gonna happen. Let's do this again, same time next year. Next year. Okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe in two years. Maybe in two years. You'll try to fit me in. Thanks a <laughs> lot, MSK. And everybody else, make it a great day. See you guys later. Peace.